Act Three of A Little Bit of Fluff by Walter W. Ellis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three Scene A Room in Tully's Flat. Lights out to open. A similar room in construction in every way to scene in Act One excepting that it is furnished differently two french windows at back opening onto balcony door right leading to hall and street door left leading to bedroom it is twilight as the curtain rises a letter and telegram lie unopened on table about left centre and a settee is placed well in view below door left a plan of the scene will be found at the end of the play ursula tully's maid enters right switches on lights switch above door right lights go up ursula in somber tones you can come in enter aunt hannah she is very tall and stout old-fashioned but a lady aunt hannah entering thank you thank you goes to chair right of table left center thank you sits oh dear me i'm glad to sit down phew i only left the hospital this morning ursula standing center you don't say yes i was in a terrible bus accident about three weeks ago and i had three of my ribs broken you don't say it was my first experience of a motor bus too they're most dangerous things aren't you afraid of them i ain't afraid of nothing dear me what courage what courage ursula crossing to left of table left center take anything no no thank you i've had my tea and so my nephew's out been out since lunch didn't he say he expected me about three weeks ago he mentioned your name but not since yes that was when i came up from exeter i was coming on to see him then when i was injured on the bus and they took me straight away to the hospital you don't say aunt hannah tapping walking stick on floor but i do say but i sent him a telegram saying i was coming today ursula pointing to table telegram oh yes oh yes unopened come after the master left oh dear what a pity but he'll be home shortly i suppose or doesn't he keep good respectable hours nothing to find fault with has he any um lady friends only one goodness i hope she's a good girl noise off pamela mamie john and tully continuing argument loudly off right as at end of act two. Oh, what's that people next door i suppose noise ceases aunt hannah opening her cloak dear me it's close removing of things yes i should like to rising ursula goes to door left 
Open store and hold store open. Bedroom this way. Aunt Hannah, crossing to door. How very convenient. And I find everyone in London so very kind and polite. Ursula, closing door almost on Aunt Hannah. In there. Noise off again. Thank you. Thank you. Exit Aunt Hannah, door left. Ursula, closes door, crosses up right. Horrible neighbors. Horrible neighbors. Exit Ursula, door right. Tully appears in pajamas, peeping through curtains right, off center. He steals into room and runs down to chair left center, looks round room. John crawls on through window right of center with blanket over him, following Tully on. Home at last, home at last. It's all right. Throws blanket on chair at back. I've made a barricade with the geranium pots. Nobody could get over without making a terrible smash. We should be sure to hear them. Good, then we're safe for the moment groans loudly don't make a scene don't make a scene going up to window aunt hannah enters and seeing tully in pajamas she gives a scream and goes off door left quickly john and tully both start and look round the room john to tully don't do it don't do it i distinctly heard a woman's voice john approaches window gingerly Shh. Don't make a noise. I'm listening for the flower pots to fall. What will happen if Mr. Trippet and the doctor come in and find us gone? They dare not enter while the two women are arguing, perhaps fighting. I'm only thinking what a little cat Mammy was to come just when everything was going so splendidly. Whatever induced you to run after a girl like that? Is there anybody in this flat? Only the maid. Well, send her out. She's just been out. Never mind. Send her out fifty times if it'll only help us. Tully groans. Don't give way. Don't give way. I've got an idea. I'm going to cut the electric wires of the whole block of flats. I think I know where they run. Now you go and get her out of the house. Don't lose a moment. Please go, Bertram. Tully groans and exits door right. John calling after him. It isn't often I ask you to do anything. John thinks. He has a brilliant idea. Takes out his penknife and goes to wall it back. Fills along wall. No, that's not it. Looks at wall below door left. Ah, that looks more like it. Yes. Plunges his knife into wall. A jet of soda water comes out through rubber tube fixed and flat below door. The spout of a soda siphon is pushed in other end of rubber tube outside and at the queue. Got it. Got it. The water is squirted through. How oh, damn. Confound. John immediately places his hand over tube and with his handkerchief stops the flow of water. Siphon is removed and placed on floor ready for next squirt of water. Help! 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 Heard off. Tully dashes on door right, and slamming door holds onto handle as if besieged. What's up? What's the matter with you? Tully, trembling all over. The maid doesn't recognize me without a mustache. She thinks I'm a burglar, and she's chasing me with a poker. Chasing you? Yes, and if this woman gets in, she'll bring us both. Come and help, for heaven's sake. I can't let go here. Why not? 
I thought if I could cut the main electric cable and put out the lights next door, that the doctor and Trippet would be compelled to leave the flat. Good. Go on. Cut the cable. I have tried. I have tried. And I have cut the water pipe instead. It'll flood the place. Tully, still holding on to door. Oh, I'd do anything to get out of this. For heaven's sake, don't be so selfish. Just when everything's going so splendidly. Still holding on to water pipe. Aunt Hannah opens door left and just enters. Sees John and Tully and with a cry exits hurriedly. John and Tully both turn on each other. Don't do it! Don't do it! I didn't do anything. If you shout like that, I shall have a fit in a moment. Well, we don't want to stand here all night. Can you reach that key out of the other door? I've told you I can't let go here. If this woman gets in, our lives won't be worth having. Whatever made you engage such a brute? I can't live here alone without protection. What's her name? Ursula. Ursula. Give her a month's notice. No, I don't want to lose her. Women are no use unless they are mastered. I've always heard that it was best to avoid women who are mustered. Mastered, not mustered. And take off those pajamas. And I ought to be playing the flute tonight down at the mission. Hang your mission. I'm trying to think what I can do here. Lend me your handkerchief. I'll plug it up with mine and then tie it up. Tully, waving his handkerchief. Catch, catch. How can I catch from here? Tully runs across with handkerchief, his pajama trousers round his ankles, gives handkerchief to John, then sits chair center. You'll split those pajamas! Tully, removing pajamas. This is the most awful afternoon I've ever had in my life. I shall never be the same man again. John ties up tube with handkerchief. There, that'll hold, I think. Now I'll go and cover your retreat. Crosses to right. Tully, picking up telegram from table left center. Oh, here's a telegram. Telegrams always make me feel so nervous. Opens it and reads. It's from Aunt Hannah. She's coming up today. I've been expecting her for the last three weeks. I am the only relation she has, and in order to avoid the death duties, she's going to make a deed of gift to me amounting to several thousand pounds. Several thousand pounds? Now that is mean. Look at the trouble you've put me to. You might have lent me the money and so saved me a fortnight's illness. Tully rises. Will you accept the five hundred pounds from me? I suppose I must. That is good of you. Not at all. You have such a winning way with you. One can't help doing as you wish. Tully smiles broadly. That's taken a great load off of my mind. The old lady is very generous. Directly she arrives, we must both be very nice to her. Trust me for that. And I can be nice when I like. I know you can. But what about the bus company? Oh, yes. I'll get you to go back and say I withdraw my claim. Yes, I'd love to do that. Picking up letter from table left center. I'll buy Mammy a new necklace and tell Pam the whole truth. That Mammy is not your wife, but your little bit of fluff named Agnes. No, I draw the line there. Mommy's your fluff. You must shoulder that responsibility. But you're a single man. 
it doesn't matter about you oh yes it does i've got to think of my reputation down at the mission oh hang your mission oh dear becomes very serious as he reads letter what's up it's a letter from the motorbus company motorbus company they're going to sue me sue you what for the fat woman who had three ribs broken says that i am liable that my fall on her was premeditated and nothing to do with the accident oh and listen to this reading our representative will have much pleasure in calling upon you this evening at seven o'clock it's gone seven now they're sending someone here to-night yes who will they send either trippett or the doctor they are both in the neighbourhood then they may be here at any moment but this is a simple matter now you've got the necessary money coming in but which one will they send because it depends on that who you are and who i am well i'll get you to creep back and tell pam that i withdraw my claim then if the doctor calls you must get back in time to see him and if trippett calls i'll see trippett but that won't help me out if they are going to sue me possibly for hundreds i'm not going to lend you this money unless i can see a clean sheet for myself you got me into this mess you must get me out of it sits centre and groans you are ungrateful after all i've done for you are you going to lend me the five hundred pounds or are you not certainly but i didn't fall on top of this fat woman and i'm not going to be made to pay you had the fun you ought to suffer john crosses to left and rings bell tully alarmed what are you going to do do as you wish i'm going to get you out of this trouble i've rung for ursula 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 enters right holding poker at her side tully business of trying to hide his lip john crosses to door right oh uh good evening ursula in his best manner ursula abruptly evening we want you to do us a favor if you will a favor we want you to lend us some ladies clothes just for an hour or so what sort of clothes oh nothing uh white nothing under underhand just super clothes and if you do this your master will be very much obliged to you and he'll raise your wages business of tully aghast john motioning to him to keep quiet elsie elsie exit ursula door right tully rises and comes down centre john what are you going to do i think you will acknowledge this is an inspiration <laughs> these bus people think they are going to corner us i can see their move but you and i are far too smart for them tully in doubt are we it has only just struck me but you are the living image of the fat old lady in the bus tully offended oh john without the fat of course if you get into these clothes and pad yourself all round no one will know the difference no i couldn't do that it's illegal i'm doing this to get you out of the pickle i'm not doing it for my own sake please bear that in mind but what good will it do if the doctor or trippett calls here i shall say that i am tully 
that is tully's brother that i have had an interview with the lady in the bus accident and she is strongly of opinion that the bus company is liable but they'll dispute it at once naturally then we are prepared i shall just bring you into the room dressed as the lady with nothing to do but to bear out my statement no i couldn't do it i couldn't do it turns left bertram i have an idea an idea that wouldn't occur to one man in a million enter ursula with bundle of clothes crosses to john and you want to ignore it bertram bertram clothes gives clothes to john and exits door right john takes clothes thank you ursula thank you gives clothes to tully the very thing but you'll want a fearful lot of padding you're so thin he gathers up cushions from couch and armchair and pushes them into tully's arms here we are top hole beautiful padding but john what about a bodice i must have a bodice what do you want a bodice for for all this part pointing to chest i'll go and get a bodice off ursula meanwhile you go into the bedroom and get into these clothes as quickly as you can shave your top lip clean don't forget the cushions arrange them diplomatically you know come out and go in and all that sort of thing and i'll go and get the bodice john exits door right i don't know where a woman comes out and goes in stands looking round hopelessly then goes to door left opens door and is about to enter bedroom aunt hannah screams off tully shuts door quickly rushes up to window left crash of falling flower pots heard off right tully drops clothes etc and rushes to door right mamie enters windows right center breathless and excited oh there you are bertie where's jack where is he tully coming center somewhere in the house is there anyone else in the house besides jack only the maid and bogey bogey who's bogey my little dog do you know that mrs ayres still thinks i am your wife tully wriggles and nods yes i'm so sorry what i mean delighted wriggles again oh don't wriggle things are far too serious for wriggling you heard about the necklace that was lent to me by my friend the rajah yes i have heard about it then i want you as my husband to take the matter into your hands and tell mrs ayres that unless the necklace is returned to me at once you will take proceedings oh i couldn't do that i'll call john going to door right mamie pulling tully back no don't call john it's only natural if you are supposed to be my husband that you should help me in this matter and if you don't you'll get it in the neck right where the chicken got the axe on the verge of tears she crosses and sits center searching in her handbag for letter just read this letter it's from the rajah i've never had such things said to me in my life <laughs> tully patting back of chair don't cry child don't cry where did i put it in my bag no rising i remember i put it in my dress for safety oh oh 
would you mind unhooking my dress at the back please tully very embarrassed really i'm a single man well these are single hooks tully crosses to door right i'll call john please don't call john tully calling through door and whistling i must have someone in the room bogey 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 bertie bertram come here bertram going towards her i want to show you something very important tully backing away from her i'll take your word for it it's the rajah's letter just the top two hooks please as quickly as you can approaching tully with her shoulder towards him really i don't understand i'm quite a novice mamie annoyed you don't want me to tear the thing off tully advancing timidly for heaven's sake don't do that well pull up your socks birdie and undo the top one tully pulls up his socks what are you doing pulling my socks up mamie sidling up to him go on the top one tully unfastens the top hook ah oh, that's better trying to get letter from bodice now the next one no no more mamie sweetly now the next one tully shaking head decisively no more do please bertie dear bertie darling bertie sweetheart tully smiles broadly and giggles well just this one no more after that no no more after that tully giggles they are nice little hooks shall i go any further no not at present secures letter i've got it just read that crash of flower pots off right <gasps> it's the rajah very frightened no more flower pots going up to window right more creepers in a loud whisper it's mrs ayers i'll hide here and listen come and hide me bertie mamie crouches down at foot of table left centre behind tully pamela enters window right pamela coming down centre oh mr tooley where is john he's very busy with my maid with your maid yes he's trying to get some clothes off her pamela annoyed what trying to borrow some clothes i should say john enters from door right sees pamela and exits hurriedly mamie tickles tully's legs well someone must come at once mr trippett refuses to leave the flat until he has seen john and the doctor is coming round your door tully crossing to right towards pamela but john is going to withdraw his claim against the company and i'm going to tell mr trippett so then please come at once tully and pamela go up stop before you go i'd like you to ask mrs ayres to give me back my necklace below table left centre standing i've already told you mrs tooley that this necklace does not belong to you to tully and please ask your wife to apologize goes down right tully crosses to mamie miss scott miss fluff bangs hand on table and adopts an authoritative tone 
my wife will you apologize mamie round sharply to tully certainly not tully collapses in chair you know as well as i do that that necklace does not belong to mrs ayres please ask her to return it to me tully crosses to pamela mrs ayres will you please return the necklace to mrs er mrs wife i shall do nothing in the matter until i've seen john tully crosses to mamie she will do nothing in the matter mamie pushing tully up stage out of my way tully watching his opportunity works up to window picks up clothes and cushions and steals out by window right mamie crosses to pamela now mrs ayres that necklace was lent to me and its real owner is waiting at the door of your flat if i don't take it back to him at once you'll have the police on your track am i to take it back or not pamela hesitates you refuse you refuse pamela hands necklace to mamie oh very well take it to him crosses to writing desk up left i don't want a vulgar scene over a paltry thirty shilling necklace sits thirty shillings that shows how much you know and also that this necklace cannot possibly be your property i'm sorry you made such a mistake going up to window right thirty shillings <laughs> that's really good i must tell the rajah that <laughs> exit mamie window right laughing loudly pamela rushes to door left opens it john john aunt hannah screams pamela closes door rushes across to door right ursula enters door right holding poker in hand and looking very formidable she advances in a threatening manner pamela starts with a little cry at sight of ursula and backs up to window right trembling with fear what are you doing here what are you doing here i beg your pardon i was looking for my husband well he's not here he's not here no i'm sure he wouldn't be exit window right calling john john ursula opens door right and beckons it's all right you can come in now little man all gone john entering thank you ursula thank you john is carrying a bodice ursula gives john the glad eye and exits with a little backward kick of the leg john crosses to door left opens it and throws bodice into bedroom here you are it's the best she's got aunt hannah screams off eh what's that speak up i can't hear crossing to door right aunt hannah enters john turns and bursts into laughter mistaking aunt hannah for tully in disguise you dare not attack a woman even if you are a burglar with fear and anger <laughs> excellent oh, splendid the, the very thing i shouldn't have known you i want to leave this house <laughs> you are the living image of the fat old woman in the bus i am the lady who was in the bus sir and i know you i know you now you were the coward who to save his own skin so cruelly tried to crush me 
<laughs> good, good. If you only keep it up like that, you'll be splendid. I tell you, sir, I had three of my ribs broken. <laughs> ribs? Oh, you don't look as if you had any ribs. You are all cushions. Digging Aunt Hannah in the ribs. <laughs> Aunt Hannah screams. Oh, oh! Up to table. Oh, my poor side. Oh, my poor heart. Oh, my poor side. Oh, my poor heart. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. You've got the funniest mug I've ever seen. And you do go out and come in a lot. More come in than go out. <laughs> I'm going to leave this house, sir, and if you attempt to stop me, I'll call for the police. Tries to pass John. He stops her. If you jump about like that, your clothes will fall off. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! Turns up stage. Oh, you ought to see your back view. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Bell rings off right. John, over to Aunt Hannah. <laughs> Hark! <laughs> that may be our man. <clears throat> Pull yourself together. Don't you? touch me stop it you idiot don't forget if that's the doctor you're here to discuss the bus accident with me now go into that bedroom and don't come out till i call you i wish to leave this house john opens door left and is pushing aunt hannah off gradually come on don't play the giddy ox pushes her into bedroom kennel kennel don't you touch me how dare you oh oh exit john bangs the door after her ursula enters door right what is it what is it dr bigland to see the master dr bigland good show him in exit ursula door right who am i uh, i know i'm tully no i'm not i'm tully's brother tully's twin brother Stands center, braces himself up, and removes mustache. Ursula enters announcing. Dr. Bigland. Doctor enters. Ursula exits. Yes, I expected something of this kind. John reserves mock dignity. I haven't the pleasure of your acquaintance. You are Mr. Tully. Tully is my name. Hadn't I the pleasure of meeting you a short while ago next door? No, that was my brother. Your brother? Good heavens, what a likeness. Yes, we're often mistaken for each other. If the true facts of the case were known, I believe we were very nearly twins. Remarkable. I apologize. Not at all. But didn't my brother tell you it was my brother? I mean, didn't he tell you it was me? He said it was his brother who was in the motor bus accident. Quite correct. The object of my visit is in reference to that matter. Will you take a seat? I thank you. Sits by table left center. Now, as regards yourself, at the time of the accident, there was a lady in the bus who had three ribs broken, and we understand that this was caused by your fall on top of the lady. Yes, but I make no claim against the lady. No, but the lady wishes to make a claim against you. I don't think so. 
the lady herself is here now and quite ready to deny your allegations against me goes to door left doctor rises places hat on chair he has been sitting on and goes right you can come in aunt hannah enters with timid little jerks aside to aunt hannah it's the doctor aunt hannah tearfully oh oh it's dr bigland crosses to doctor john rubs hands with great satisfaction now my dear lady calm yourself remember what i told you you must keep calm you see the poor woman's nerves are shattered and all through riding in your beastly buses signals to aunt hannah to be quiet to which she pays no heed doctor to aunt hannah you know this gentleman who was in the bus accident with you yes and i live in fear of him that's quite all right there's nothing to be frightened of now sit down sit down and compose yourself aunt hannah backs up to chair center is about to sit on doctor's hat doctor rushes up and snatches hat away ah uh, not on my hat places hat on table down right aunt hannah jumps up on doctor's shout throws arms round john's neck john pushes her into chair center oh dear 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 oh now i understand you wish to thrash out this matter of the accident taking notebook from pocket john crosses to doctor yes we are both desirous that it should be cleared up aren't we doctor i am john looks over doctor's shoulder and watches him writing will you begin no i will not begin i will hear what the lady has to say and make my report good signaling to aunt hannah well <laughs> madam the doctor and i have been discussing the matter and he is under the impression that you think that i am to blame for the injury you have suffered now i want you to prove to him that such is not the case but it is the case john starts the doctor is quite right doctor makes notes john business of shaking his head at aunt hannah and signalling i say the doctor thinks that i was to blame and i want you to deny this scandalous accusation signals i can't deny it but you don't understand i beg to state that i do understand aunt hannah holds finger up john smacks her hand john frowning and signalling let me explain a short while ago when you and i were discussing this matter you agreed with me that the bus company and they alone were responsible for your injuries i did not agree with you in any way it's a wicked falsehood exactly as i thought john to aunt hannah you silly fool oh i beg your pardon think think didn't you distinctly say you were going to sue the bus company nodding yes to aunt hannah aunt hannah rising and crossing to couch left i don't remember discussing the matter with you at all sir then the accident must have affected your memory aside to aunt hannah you half-witted idiot you'll spoil everything and abuse will certainly not make me alter my decision doctor crossing center 
Now, my dear lady, you are firmly of the opinion that the injury you sustained was due to the premeditated action of this gentleman when riding on one of the company's vehicles. That is my case exactly. Doctor makes notes. John Frantic. Very well. And the amount of damages you claim? I claim. John threatens her with his fist. I claim. I... I claim, I claim. What do you claim? I claim... John threatens her. Five hundred pounds. Five hundred pounds. Doctor writes in book. John, in a fury, is threatening to strike Aunt Hannah. Doctor turns and catches him. They both bow. Doctor writes in book again. John bangs back of couch. Aunt Hannah starts with a shriek. Doctor starts also. Now, sir, are you prepared in any way to accept this liability? John, right up to Doctor, furiously. No, most certainly not. Doctor, closing book and crossing right. Then there's nothing more to be said. John, crossing to Doctor. Oh, yes, there is. I'm a little smarter than you imagine, and I can tell you something. That isn't a woman you've been talking to. That's a man. Aunt Hannah, very indignant. Doctor laughs. Oh, you can laugh. You can laugh. But I can prove it. Aunt Hannah screams, very nervous. You can do what, sir? Prove it. Not in my presence, you don't. Doctor exits hurriedly. John rushes to door right and with his back against it glares at Aunt Hannah. Aunt Hannah, rising in terror. Don't you look at me like that, sir. Don't you look at me like that. Take off those pads. Pads? Take off those pads. I don't wear pads. John, advancing on Aunt Hannah. You cheat. You dirty little turncoat. To make a fool of me like that. Aunt Hannah, jumping round table left center to right. Don't you touch me, sir. Don't you touch me. Take off those rags or I'll thrash you. Grabs at her skirt, which he tears off, leaving Aunt Hannah in a very pronounced petticoat. John pushes Aunt Hannah till she falls onto couch down left. Enter Pamela from window right center. John, John, I'm surprised at you, treating a woman like that. Crosses to Aunt Hannah, kneeling by her. A woman? Gazes into Aunt Hannah's face. Oh, good lord. It's a woman. Sinks into chair right of table left center. Yes, a woman. There, there, calm yourself, calm yourself. To John. Mr. Tooley told me you were trying to get clothes off someone. Where is Tully? I left him in our flat. He was telling Mr. Trippett that you withdraw your claim. John, she's fainted. Rises, looks round. Get some water. Get some water, John. Pamela goes up behind table left center looking for water. I haven't the faintest idea where to get water. I don't know this beastly flat. Suddenly thinks of water spout. Ah, I know. Stand back. Pam, stand back. Gets hold of tube water spout. 
john takes the plugged handkerchief from wall and the water pipe squirts directly onto aunt hannah's face john plugs the pipe again and crosses to aunt hannah assisting her to rise aunt hannah when water falls on her screams and makes movement with arms as if swimming why who are you i'm mr tully's aunt mr tully's aunt yes i'm aunt hannah aunt hannah go and look after her pam pamela picks up aunt hannah's skirt and assists aunt hannah off door left aunt hannah muttering until off exit aunt hannah and pamela down left john dazed and gazing at door another five hundred gone tully off window right center everything's going splendidly everything's going splendidly tully enters window right center comes right down center and faces audience he is dressed in woman's clothes which are much too big for him and is padded out with the cushions john looks up sees tully take it away take it away you're too late don't i look all right all right you look more like a goat than a woman i thought i looked like a little bit of fluff what's happened turns to john do you realize that the stout lady in the bus accident was your aunt tully going up to john the fat woman was aunt hannah how do you know this how do you know this because she is here now in your bedroom really you've seen her john nods have you been very nice to the old lady nice you should have seen what i did to her oh it's not as bad as all that surely enter pamela tully picks up skirts and dashes off door right pamela laughing what's that john crossing to pamela there's tully i think he's gone mad pamela crossing right and so has mrs tooley do you know she swore the pearl necklace you gave to me belonged to her did she really yes i can't help laughing i gave it to her john starting you gave her the necklace pamela laughing yes i certainly didn't want a scene with a woman like that john goes mad with delight dances down left <laughs> you gave it to her you gave it to her then the rajah's got it back again the rajah's got it back again don't give way john uh, <laughs> i must give way still dancing but you don't know what i gave her i didn't give her the real necklace john stops dancing i was wearing the imitation one that cost thirty shillings john his spirits down to zero you gave her the imitation one yes are you sure yes i have the real one here it has a crown on the clasp shows necklace see she realizes her mistake john john i've i've given her the real one i remember now i changed it at mother's i did change it john i've given her the real necklace bursts into tears and sits right center john dances all round the room with joy then over to pamela 
there there dear don't go mad it can be helped we all make mistakes something must be done this will kill mother we must chance that pamela starting up couldn't mr tooley get the necklace back for me no impossible impossible why john takes pamela's arm confidentially i'll tell you a secret pam tully's a wrong un a wrong un yes he's a dark horse and i'll tell you something else that isn't mrs tully that's tully's little weakness he calls her agnes and that's the type of man mr tully is pamela with a knowing nod of the head i had my suspicions then perhaps there's time for me to catch her before she finds the rajah she rushes off windows right centre come back pam come back exit pamela enter aunt hannah door left without her hat where is my nephew sir where is my nephew ah aunt hannah he's afraid to meet you until you forgive me for all i've done there's been a most absurd mistake caused by your likeness to bertram if you'll only let me explain really i don't think it matters looking at her wet clothes but you've no idea what a wonderful likeness there is except of course you look the younger oh no i don't coyly oh yes you do oh no i-i don't then all is forgiven why of course tully runs on from door right sees aunt hannah aunt hannah over to her kisses her bertie my boy my boy pamela enters from windows right centre john it's too late the rajah's gone and taken the necklace with him thank heaven and i'll save up your money and buy you another and that's the truth but you always do tell me the truth john but in future i'm going to tell you better truth and now we can go home in safety pamela and john going up to window right centre oh bertram where are you going i'm going to take auntie down to the mission then good night exit pamela and john window right centre bertie i'll just go and put my bonnet on exit aunt hannah door left mamie puts head round door right bertie oh mamie enters and over to tully i've got rid of the rajah will you take me out to supper certainly not don't be unkind i couldn't dream of such a thing oh bertie why not i've promised to take auntie down to the mission tell auntie you're going on a much nicer mission you will come say yes bertie bertie tully suddenly making up his mind to take the plunge oh fluffy tully kisses mamie excitedly he moves head quickly to and from mamie's cheek more like pecks than kisses ursula enters from door right aunt hannah from door left pamela and john from windows right centre all enter simultaneously and seeing tully kissing mamie they exit simultaneously with varied exclamations and expressions curtain end of act three end of a little bit of fluff by walter w ellis